because you know why? He's a Frankenstein's monster. Ugh, he's grotesque. <laughs> he's so grotesque. <laughs> this is part of the lore now, is that we have Frankenstein monsters fighting in the U.S. Army. Why well, is this always a challenge? It's always hunting season. And then when it's always hunting season. Herman! What happened? She scared off another one. Darn, 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 darn. Oh, dear. Poor Marilyn. That makes four weddings she's been to in one month. Always a bridesmaid and never a bride. Poor Marilyn. Well, what can you expect with those looks? I wonder what could have frightened her mother that badly before she was born. Well, for once, I'm not going to take this lying down. I have found the husband for Marilyn. You have? Where is he? Where is he? <laughs> Down in the lab. In exactly one minute, you will meet the future, Mr. Marilyn Monster. Hello, and welcome to another amazing one-of-a-kind lab-grown episode of the Monster Hunters. Uh, I guess we're genre-defining, too. Oh, man, I see oh, yeah. the whole intro. Son of a gun. Anyway. Darn, darn, only... darn. Darn, 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 We're the only show that dares to shun uh everything else in existence um, uh-huh. from streaming services to food all <laughs> in favor of a 60 year old sitcom about a frankenstein's monster and his grotesque family my name is derek hmm. and i am a monster hunter joining me at the monster headed sectional of monsterism is the one and only shun dmc himself keith hey, hey what's up kg aka shun dmc monster hunter extraordinaire and uh, I've, I've been trying some of that intermittent fasting, so I am shunning food. Shunning uh, food. Yeah, uh, after, after 7 o'clock on uh, weekdays. After 7 o'clock on weekdays? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And then, sitting at the end, the end of the sectional, nibbling on a cracker like a little hamster or something, he's like, uh, <laughs> it is huh? the master of disaster, the Dr. Dre of Kansas. It is Terry. Hey, yeah, you know, it may look like a cracker, but, you know, instead of shunning, I have shunned all food, but luckily I haven't shunned a 60-year-old sitcom, so I'm silently chewing on this uh, Monsters Disc Season 1 that we finished. I'm eating that for supper tonight. (laughs) You don't need that anymore, right? Nope, nope. (laughs) Hopefully this will hold me over for a few weeks, you know? That Mm -hmm. sounds numbers. Now, when I say we shun food, we're not shunning all food. We're just shunning the delicious kind. We can only torture ourselves, right? So, Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we're shunning anything good, right? Uh, in lieu of this monsters. Uh, and speaking of monsters, we need to talk about monsters. We're on like another episode of season two. But before we can even do that, how you guys doing? I'm good, buddy. How are you? <laughs> oh, Keith, I'm outstanding. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. That's usually why I don't ask. Cause I'm usually like, Derek's outstanding. Oh, man. Oh, he's I'm always so, outstanding. Yeah. I'm at peak. Uh, condition right now. <laughs> Peak physical human condition. Yes, I am. And emotional. Uh, <laughs> I am the pinnacle of emotional conditioning. That's, uh, that's truly uh, outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I cannot be topped in in any way, shape, or form. No, no, it's a, it's impossible. Like if you're looking at the like the finest specimen of humankind right here, yeah, or listening to it, I should say. Yeah, you should. Yeah, you are. You're listening to it. I mean, if you if you've been imagining Derek, just imagine yeah, the most the pinnacle of both emotional and uh, physical and 
Um, I don't Everything. know. It's intellectual. In, in, intellectual. 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 <laughs> it's, it's, it's like Dolph Lundgren in Rocky IV. That's... Yeah, I'm all those things. I'm an Adonis mm-hmm. standing on the peak of a mountain. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. My long locks flowing in the wind, my pecs yeah. bouncing, uh, <laughs> creating uh-huh. uh, 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 what's it called when a bunch of snow falls? Down <laughs> avalanches. Yeah, see, that's part of my that's part of my peakness going on mm-hmm. right there. We have we have you running laps around the the Munster Cove gym. Me and Keith yeah. are we hooks you up to machines. We're reading the monitors, just nodding, agreeing as music plays in mm-hmm. the background. Yeah, exactly. That's me. While while the banger plays in the background. <laughs> It's just a montage of Derek getting in. Derek I'm playing the banger on things. the spoons. That's how that's oh. how peak human I am. Uh-huh. That's a, that is impressive. That's not easy. Wow. No, yeah. just you, Derek and the, the panhandler. Hmm? You said you're playing on the spoons, just and the mouth not, at the same time. Yeah. Oh, so you're one up. You're one upping yeah. that panhandler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how Derek gets ready for every single recording we do. Uh, I mean, it, it has put me in the mood for season two, episode ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, a man for Maryland, which oh boy, when I saw the title, I'm like, oh, this is Keith's. This is Keith's. He's strutting around. He's like, oh, finally, a Maryland episode. I've been begging for one for like 30 eps. Mm-hmm. Can't say what, can't wait to see what they do with the list. I know. Can't I'm wait. sure it'll be amazing. Mm-hmm. But we can't get into that yet. I know. We, oh, it's just on the horizon. I can see it in the distance. But first, Terry, you and I, we have mm-hmm. to recline because Keith's getting up there and get him to the mantle, pulling down that. Dusty book episode volume two, mm-hmm. not episode two, volume two of the yep. Monster Hunters Almanac Factoid Fact Tidbit Sheet Sheet Chomp Sheen Papata of the Week. All right, all right. Hello, everybody. <laughs> like those extra <laughs> syllables I threw in there for you, Keith. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was I was ready to start talking, and then you threw in a few extra, and I, I got thrown off there a little bit. Yeah. Uh, man from Maryland. Came out on November 18th, 1965. And boy, you guessed it, folks. It was a Thursday. Mm-hmm. It was um, playing along at home. It's the 322nd day of the year in 1965. It was the 46th Thursday of that year. Uh, this uh, episode is currently uh, 57 years old. In 212 days, it will be 58. There's been 20,972 uh, days from. Uh, when this episode aired to when uh you know when it when it comes back around again. Um when the episode comes back around again? No, not a background, oh. but like uh from 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 when it aired to the day that we're recording. So, the time's a flat so, circle yeah. and this episode will eventually premiere one more time for us. No, but if people at home want to like actually do play along and do the math, they're gonna know some off a little <laughs> bit here and there, but it's because it's based on recording day, not whatever day you actually listen mm-hmm. to this. Yeah. Oh my I god, see. if you're listening to this and you're like, hold on, Keith's man mm-hmm. does not check out. If you've yeah, been writing yeah. a like a 10 page essay to correct Keith, just know he knows already. <laughs> yeah, no. Um so uh, I like to always uh, when we're doing these episodes, I like to look at the week entire week so we're going to go from mm-hmm. november 14th uh through uh november 20th so monday through saturday a lot of stuff going on uh the week that this episode aired on november 14th 1965 the u.s government sends 90,000 soldiers to vietnam on november 15th uh the guy we talked about once before craig breedlove he sets a land speed record this time at 600.601 <laughs> miles Breed, per hour this back wow nice. yeah yeah yep. On November 16th, Walt Disney launches Epcot Center. 
Uh, oh. Do either of you know what Epcot's uh, what Epcot stands for? In the sixties, it launched Epcot Center. Epcot? That's what they say. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that's true. It doesn't seem right. But go on. Uh, it's the experimental prototype community of tomorrow. Oh, like Tomorrowland. Okay. Yeah. Now I don't know if they had a big giant silver golf ball at that time because I thought that came into being like when I was a kid. But that's what they listed here. Um, I thought it was like that was a big like thing like uh, at one point to like get more people to come to Disney that they opened that up and it's like a big huge thing. Yeah, but, but it opened yeah. in the eighties. Yeah, but um, I mean maybe they had something not as big and crazy for it uh, at that time. Maybe it was uh, maybe it was so out out in um, California at the Disneyland out there. I don't know, a little smaller. Either way, or maybe uh, the website I use is just full of shit. Who knows? <laughs> well, you never know. You never know. Uh, now, uh, a very important thing happened uh, the day after this episode aired. Oh November God. 19th, 1965, Kellogg's introduced Pop-Tarts. Oh, uh, my goodness. Okay, okay. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's probably the biggest news. You could have foregone all the other news. Yeah, yeah. Probably, probably Vietnam troops, yeah. psh, whatever. Pop-Tarts, yeah. man. That came out, yeah. Yeah. What was uh, the first flavor? Oh, I'm going to uh, guess strawberry. Yeah, Brown probably. Sugar is my guess. Mm. Either Brown sugar? I'm gonna guess yeah. strawberry or blueberry. It's gotta well, be a berry of some sort. I feel like we're talking or about the launch pl- of pop tarts. We don't know what plain. the first pop flavor was. Plain? What's a plain pop tart? <laughs> it's know. filled with air. It's just bread. Hair? <laughs> oh, mm. <laughs> surprised it took off so well. All right, the original oh, Fab God. Four: strawberry, mm-hmm. blueberry, brown sugar, and cinnamon and apple. Oh, so they started out strong with four all at yeah. once. Yep. That's smart. That's smart. Those are really, for the most part, those are the only ones you really need. All right, Keith, there's only four here. We're going to do a little sports talk. This is the Fab Four. Strawberry, blueberry, brown mm-hmm. sugar, cinnamon, and apple currant. That's what it is. Which has been renamed as apple berry. All right, great. Now, if we were to find the analogs from the Michigan Fab Five. Oh, okay. <laughs> who is strawberry? Mm, uh, Jalen Rose. Blueberry? Uh, Jimmy King. Brown sugar and cinnamon. Chris Weber. That's got to be Chris Weber, right? That's the best one of them all. Uh-huh. Apple, apple currant. Uh, that's going to be um, Ray Jackson and apple berry is Juwan Howard. Okay, nice. Yeah. There you go. Well, that's what everyone know. was dying to find out. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> wow, oh, that, man. That is the, uh, that's the weirdest. Like, <laughs> especially because we didn't talk about the Beatles. Uh, uh, and the, the Fab Four, we probably could have just gone with that. <laughs> well, so, I, so Derek, Derek, which uh, which one of these is uh, is Paul? Oh, I, I I'm gonna say strawberry, brown sugar, and cinnamon is is John. Uh, blueberry is George Harrison, and apple currant is Ringo. Yeah, totally that, that, that was probably that was probably much easier to do than um than the Fab Five one. Yeah. Mm-mm. I well, like s'mores I mean, myself. Obvious. Brown sugar and cinnamon is clearly Chris Webber. Yes. Yeah. Um, my son today told me that the Beatles were his third favorite band. Oh, who really? Are the first two? LMFAO yeah, and this. who else? <laughs> now, if the, if the top um, four favorite bands were a pop tart, kids pop. Uh, I, I well, I think one of them is Imagine Dragons. Okay. Mm, okay. That's I, a kid. I, that's a kid I, band. I, Makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the other one is. He didn't it's say what the other one was. It is. It oh, prob- party rock mm-hmm. anthem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think it's one of those Minecraft YouTuber ones that makes a oh. bunch of terrible songs. Twelve and, hour long yeah. Minecraft music 
sit and chill. And- uh, stuff <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, stuff like he said today. He's, he's like, I like things like you know, like the music from video games. I like just have music on the background. Yeah. Mm, yeah, Doom, yeah, so. Doom Eternal. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, we were talking music today in the car. So nice. Okay. He didn't say that the Monsters theme was his favorite song. No, we did not. Nor did he say that the number one song this uh, week, <laughs> this episode aired, was "I Hear a Symphony" by the Supremes. Oh. Okay. You didn't mention that either. We have a new song. <clears throat> I like that. Yeah. I love it when a new song pops up. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, we did have one birthday during this actual week. That's on November 20th. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike D from the Beastie Boys. Oh, man. Nice. Yeah. Mike yeah. D. Now, regardless of year, uh, on November uh, 18th, we have in 1944, and I just, I don't know exactly who this guy is, but I like the name Wolfgang Jupe. He's Wolfgang a German Jupe. Yep, J O P. He's a German fashion designer and the founder of Jupe, the predecessor to, to Goop. Goop? No, it has nothing to do with uh, what's her face. Oh, yeah, no. Gwyneth Paltrow's yeah, thing. Gwyneth, no, yeah. um, but Jupe is apparently a German fashion line. Well, there you go. Okay. Yeah. 19, mm-hmm. 1953, Alan Moore oh, and, nice. and Kevin Nealon. Alan Moore, as in, uh, uh, what's his name from X Men Two? Comic book writer <laughs> from oh. X Men Two. <laughs> what? Who was I thinking of? Uh, I'm not even sure. The first thing you think of. <laughs> yeah. Alan Moore, comic book yeah. writer. Oh yeah, Watchmen. Uh, uh, thing, Watchmen. Who was I thinking of that played uh, the the, the, <laughs> the blue guy? The guy from X-Men. Alan Cummings. <laughs> oh God! Wow, that, that Alan is Moore's a, rolling uh, in his on his mountaintop. <laughs> yeah, he's, as a mm, he's gonna pull right. out his beard, fashion a whip out of it, and come kill me with it. <laughs> uh, 1968, uh, Gary Sheffield, and also Owen Wilson. Oh. Whoa! Wow. 1975, Big Poppy Dave Ortiz, one of my oh, favorite okay. baseball players of all time. And uh, the biggest one that we have on this list in 1928, Mickey Mouse. Wow, he was born. Okay. <laughs> his, uh, his character got his start on film on November 18th, 1928. Okay. Now, he was, however, originally developed in 1927 when Walt Disney first sketched a floppy-eared bunny while under contract mm. at Universal. Interesting. You know, yeah, I thought yeah. the bold choice for that first cartoon was having Mickey be, get given birth to and curl out of the womb. But yeah, <laughs> but anyway, he got okay, on. Well, I mean, look, it's his birthday. It is actually it's called Mickey Mouse Day. So with any of these people or anybody else, you know, that celebrates the birthday on November 18th, you can celebrate Mickey Mouse Day. Oh, OK. Sure. Uh, you can uh, you know, cheers with uh, some apple cider because it's National Apple Cider Day. I like mm-hmm. apple cider. That's good. Yeah. Um, I'm sure the Munsters would appreciate that it's uh, a cult day. Oh, okay, yeah. sure. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously, you've probably already been doing this, but um, World Vegan Month is going on. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know? mm-hmm. yep. Sure. Um, yeah, I've been doing that. To the our friends over in the kitchen who make us all the great prime rib, it's National Roasting Month. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. And uh, a great way to celebrate a birthday with any any of uh, your friends on, on this day would be National Fun with Fondue Month uh, in November. And so on the 18th, I mean, you know, or any birthdays in November, that's a great way to do it. Well, whatever you do, don't stick your <coughs> junk in that fondue. 
Oh, yeah, no. Really? I think they say that when you go to the melting pot. Yeah. <laughs> it's but on I their think, menu. I also think the melting pot's like the only fondue like game around. Because I tried finding a fondue place because I thought the kids would enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And the only place around here in all of Atlanta for fondue is the melting pot. You know, I'm sure there's other places, but uh, the melting pot just it, they're yeah. chains. They got mm-hmm. it's like the Applebee's of fondue. Yeah, I went to one once. I remember liking it. It was uh, it was good. Oh yeah, it's but, uh, it's fine. It's actually kind of fun. Uh, yeah. It's way too expensive for what you get, but well, you know, whatever. Well, I went to a, a a Korean barbecue place this weekend where they brought you all the meat and stuff to your table, and you had to cook it on this little like thing right in the middle of your table. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the, the kids seem to enjoy that, so maybe we will try the fondue. And that wasn't cheap either. So you had to cook it yourself. Yeah, I mean, just a little burner thing right in the middle. You just throw it on yeah. there and let it cook okay. up. Yeah, okay. Okay. they they didn't have too many people working, so they were a little overly attentive and came and helped <laughs> out. But you, for the most part, you did. Okay. Now, yeah. Um, word, <clears throat> now, before I forget, because last week I did forget. Uh, this week, if uh, your birthday numbers are 11, 18, 19, oh. 65, your life path is five. It represents progress, adventure, and opportunity. Possess the curiosity of a cat and long to experience <laughs> all of life. Wow. Now, if you, uh, I. So I, I forgot about uh, Yvonne DiCarlo last week, so we will we'll get back around to her next week. But because this is a man from Maryland, we're looking at Pat Priest. She has a life path number of six. Mm. Wow, people with a life path number of six embrace their emotions and lead with their heart. They give off a warm and inviting energy that others want to be around. Very anti-Maryland. Uh, they enjoy many rich relationships throughout their life, both romantic and friendly. Oh. They encounter someone who's just like them or someone who's entirely different. They will treat them mm-hmm. the same with kindness, respect, and support. Yeah. <laughs> You're not sure about that, Derek? And so they encounter people that are just like them or not. Completely yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, just well, anyone. Yeah. Whether <laughs> whether they uh, someone like them or different, they treat them the same. Oh, they okay. only hmm. see black and white. But life death number of six kicks hmm. up the infinite shades of gray in between. Um, I just Wait. like the fact. I just like the fact, though, that it mentions that um, the love life of a person with a six life path number is deep and romantic, refreshing to partners who may not be used to love lovers who don't relate as well to their feelings. Mm. Um, and I thought I found that to be interesting because of the fact that uh, well, says they have an infinite well of love to give. Um, and I I think that's funny just because Marilyn like struggles to you know uh, meet anybody. Not of her own fault, but you know, she struggles. But Pat Priest's life path number is all about the love. And did you say they only see in uh, black and white, or are they only shades of gray? Uh, it says uh, they only see in black and white. Um, but oh no, it says I'm sorry. Some life path numbers only see black and white. But life path number six can see and accept the infinite shades of gray in between. Wow. Okay. Okay. Thanks for for catching that one there for me. Mm-hmm. I just, I just want to make sure I heard it right. Yeah. And uh, with that, I slapped the book back up on the shelf. Boom. Jump in my seat and recline. Oh, Keith, you have to say with authority. You gotta go recline, and then we slowly descend. Well, you normally say it. That's why I was waiting. <laughs> I, I, I was waiting for the well, order. You, you were taking over, and I, I didn't know like, what would happen. This I, goes. I didn't know He's what happened. If- something crazy for once. If I pull my recliner thing before you guys do, I don't know what happens. Does it break oh. the whole system? I don't know. Yeah, well, it's a little finicky. Yeah, it, yeah. it can mm-hmm. be a little finicky, but luckily but, I, I put in some safeguards and 
Right. We didn't well, all just die. Then recline. <laughs> Keith, we've already reclined. <laughs> We're oh, waiting for God you to recline. It. Jeez, mm. Louise. We'll, we'll get them next week. We'll get yeah. them. All right. All right. We're, slow, we're slowly <clears throat> descending. And, Everybody put on uh, their bungee cords, safeguards first. Yep, you know, safeguards. Safe first. Here come mm-hmm. the robotic arms to gently undress oh, and redress mm-hmm. us. Your favorite part tee-hee. of the week. Hey, favorite part of the week. You say tee uh, What are you, Lily Munster? Pillsbury <laughs> Doughboy in it. He got poked right in the tummy. Uh-huh. Right in the tum-tum. It's been doing that lately, and it, it's, I don't I think it's just learning. The AI is learning. <laughs> oh, yep. oh, we have an AI in charge of uh, dressing, undressing us. That's great. Yes. Yeah. Well, that'd be the most efficient place to put it, honestly. I would yeah. think so, too. Mm, yeah. Uh, here we are. We finally landed into the Skuma X dome onto the vessel because Captain Terry is going to take us an additional 2.75 miles out to reach international waters. And from there, we will dive deep to the gates of hell. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Another installment of Skuma X. I think Derek, she's getting a little too excited about the gates of hell. Um, that happens, you know. <laughs> Listen, so best part of my week, being undressed and dressed by robotic arms. Gentle touch. <laughs> I love it. Second yep. favorite part of the week, touching the gates of hell. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we always have to get out there and touch it. At least yes, once. It's like it's like when you see the Blarney Stone or whatever, you got to touch that shit, right? Kiss it. <laughs> You're supposed to kiss that. Oh, oh yeah. yeah I kiss, kiss, pff, I'm out here tongue in the gates of hell. What are you yeah. talking <laughs> Weird is that, yeah. It seems to enjoy it, so it seems fine. <laughs> it's, that's how do you it's think I keep the demons that would destroy our <laughs> earth at bay? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. You're really <laughs> smoothing it over for us. Nice. Yes. Okay. Well, we always appreciate that. Um, well, as we head down there for <laughs> Derek's weekly uh, makeout sesh, <laughs> we will talk about the person who directed this episode, which was Ezra Stone. We all know this guy already. We uh, we get a lot of Ezra Stone this season, and you know he's he's got all sorts of stuff he's done. I like I like to say it. that we're in the Stone Age. Oh, I love it. That's great. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's something that the two came up with. Yeah, oh I, yeah, no one's ever said it before. <laughs> yeah, yep. Um, yeah, no one said it. I surprised things since we talked about him a million times. But uh, <laughs> you like you you said Keith uh, Tivis is famously Ezra Stone is his favorite. Um, I'll also leave you with this fun fact that I found. Anybody have any guesses on what year he was born? Tivis or Ezra Stone? <laughs> uh, Ezra Stone. We'll do Tivis next week. Okay. Ezra Stone, 1846. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. 1901. Mm, it was, uh, Keith was closer on this one. <laughs> it's uh, 1917. 1917. Ah, yeah. Wow. Just like the movie. Oh, that's a really good movie, too. I need to see it. The trailer looked awesome. It was written by uh, James Allardyce and Tom Adair. We've also mm-hmm. talked about these guys a trillion times, though we're actually getting close to being done talking about them, which maybe it's a relief. Oh, I don't know. That's yes. not possible. But anyways, the, the last episode we talked about of uh, these guys was Herman, Coach of the Year, which I enjoyed, but if I remember correctly, you guys both didn't like that one very much. Uh, I was thinking that we could probably just skip these guys again, but you know, I, I was like, well, we did a fun fact about Ezra Stone, so we might as well do a fun fact about these guys. So, uh, I found out one for James Allardyce. Hmm. It turns out he has a grandson who was an actor. Oh, mm-hmm. Kevin Allardyce. Hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. Doesn't sound, doesn't sound familiar, probably, it's because he doesn't really have a whole lot of acting credits. And I actually think I Googled his name, and he is actually like an author now. So hmm. he writes books. Kind of cool. He was in an episode of The Shield, though, which is probably the most high-profile thing that he was in. And his final film credit was for a movie called Flying Tiger. I'm not exactly sure what the movie's deal is. It's like a, I found the trailer on YouTube and it seems like it's mostly about like a football player kid who somehow gets the ability to fly. Oh, I like but, that. Mm-hmm, yeah, it seems like a solid idea. And then there's like this big moral dilemma. Should he keep it a secret? You know, it's, should he hide his abilities from the world? Classic stuff. Uh, but what throws me off is the beginning of the trailer where it's like there's these guys walking through the, w- the wilderness or something. Mm-hmm. I think they're like archaeologists and they like find they're like talking to each other and then it like pauses dramatically and the camera turns and it's like they found this massive skeleton and it looks like it's like a giant human being or maybe like a King Kong-esque thing. I don't know. Mm. Like it's weird. And I don't really know how this has to play with the kid getting flying powers or not. Does the like, skeleton give him the powers? Is it all unrelated? Is that like the big super villain at the end of the movie? I don't know. but. This led me to do another uh, little pathway because the trailer was uploaded by the composer of the film. His name is Keith Lay. So, of okay. course, I decided to check this out. Uh, and I discovered something brand new that I'd never like, crossed my mind before. Uh, it's actually kind of cool, I think, at least to me. Uh, this guy does what he likes to call distance music. That's kind of like one of his big things. So distance music is basically music that is composed to take advantage of like the time delays between large or outdoor areas. So like maybe like a park or like across a downtown city area. Uh-huh. Um, and he's like kind of has this video explaining it. He sets up the horns uh, in various positions. Then he sets up musicians in different spots. So like he's got these horns that like are mechanical that he builds himself that like go off in rhythms that he programs. And then he has musicians scattered around like groups of them throughout the area and so uh-huh. they kind of like play off of the horns by the way they like hit by the speed of sound like, in the rhythm that he wants like um like actual music for or, like if he like for like setting up like a sound effect and like no yeah he does like actual like, music mm-hmm. so the horns oh. will like they're like i think he said they were like train horns and they like they do they hit like notes and stuff and so like it makes like this echoey resonance because it's going across all this area. And then like the little groups of musicians, magicians, not magicians. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it sounds like magic. This crazy um, musician got a lot more interesting. <laughs> yes. They sit around and they like have like sheet music that they're reading and playing along with the, the echoey stuff. And so like when people are walking around, like the, the music kind of sounds more chaotic. And as they approach like the musicians, it starts to hear that like come together and sound more like music and stuff in my mind i thought they were like sound tracking or scoring someone's life like as you're walking and so as they're walking around they turn to look and you know okay never mind okay yeah by the way by the way i like that idea now though like you can hire somebody to score your <laughs> score your life yeah yep. oh man it's my it's my birthday i'm gonna do something cool let's i'm gonna hire these guys to score my life for the day <laughs> i think the only benefit to that is if you have to use a public bathroom 
you're like, oh gosh, my stomach's killing me. Come on, guys. Come <laughs> play that was outside this. Just, yeah. just to cover up anything that might be going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. What's going on in there? Nothing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> There's like trombone honking noises. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I'd want to hear the score to that, honestly. <laughs> It'd be like wildly dramatic. It could be, you know, you never know what you're going to get. Wildly dramatic. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You never know. But, um, yeah, I actually, sounds like sounds like a pretty complicated like process. You have to like do a lot of math and stuff to kind of like sure. figure out where to set these people up. Uh, but it does seem like something that'd be kind of cool to hear in person. I don't know, it's interesting. Something I never even like crossed my mind before using like the sound of or the the speed of sound as a way to like create rhythms and such. It's very yeah, interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, but we got a guest star for this episode, Don Edmonds as Frank Colston. Don Edmonds has 30 acting credits on IMDb from 1959 to 2003. He was born in Kansas City and he moved to California mm. to study acting. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Interesting. Uh, he's mostly involved in kind of like grindhouse exploitation style movies, mm. but not just as an actor. He was actually a director and producer as well. Oh, that's the best. Mm-hmm. He's like a triple threat, as they say. <laughs> yep. Mm. I was thinking that same thing. Mm-hmm. He, he actually produced True Romance, which Quentin Tarantino wrote. That's one of Keith's favorite movies of all time. That is, yes. Really? Oh, yeah, so it's like one of my five favorite movies of all time. And this must be one of your five favorite people, Don Edmonds. He made it happen. Hmm. Uh, yeah, and so the... He's, he's making the list now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. People not to kill. Yeah. Mo- <laughs> oh, he can't be listed that interesting. Yeah, yeah. Move right past <laughs> Terry, that's for sure. Wait, what? Oh, I got bumped Jeez. off. Dang it. <laughs> all right, I'm going to have to... Uh... Install some security measures in the schema from now on, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. But th- that, the only big movie he did was True Romance that I knew of, at least the only one I recognized. The, the, all the movies he directed seemed pretty kind of sleazy and maybe a little exploitative, as we say. But there's one called Terror on Tour, which is about like a shock rock style band that their name is The Clowns. And they they dress up pretty much exactly like Kiss, <laughs> like in the black and white makeup. And they have like capes and such. Uh-huh. And they do all that creepy stuff on stage and, you know, it's all like for show and everything. But the big twist is suddenly everything goes crazy when someone starts murdering people dressed as the clowns. Oh, so it's boy. like it's like a murder mystery. Like the clowns didn't do it, but someone's trying to frame the clowns. They wouldn't really do this stuff in real life, would they? Or would they? Hmm. You never know. It actually doesn't uh, sound like a horrible idea for a movie. It seemed okay, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The announcer has a cool voice. He makes it sound very dramatic. He asks the end, he's like, who is spreading terror on <laughs> tour? <laughs> I'm glad there's a follow-up to that. No, he just who is spreading. <laughs> oh, uh, makes me uncomfortable. That seems like more of his early work, Don Edmonds. <laughs> <laughs> um, it seemed kind of iffy by the trailer, but like a lot of stuff he was involved in, it was, yeah, maybe of low quality, but that's okay. Because, you know, he was in this episode, so maybe that will make up for it. Maybe oh, that'll sure make up that. for it. Mm-hmm. This might be his pinnacle. Besides True Romance, of course. Uh, but anywho, you know, I think we're going to have to uh, go at a moderate pace towards the surface because, you know, the makeout session is over and it's time to, yeah, relax and get ready to talk about this week's episode, I think. Oh, Terry, 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 did you say moderate pace? I know yeah. you've, you, you've, you've upped it to moderate pace as of late, but 
I, I can't. Mm. I can't drive 65, my man. I am moderate. <laughs> yeah, no, 65 is moderate. Uh, so <laughs> me, uh, my favorite make out demon and sammy hagar we are back up <laughs> <Sammy> <laughs> Hagar's there too. Yeah. he can't drive 65 neither my man oh, uh, we're all enough. up here um oh. and you know i won't use it all because what's what's one of the worst parts about make out sessions chap lips and i have <laughs> put together some <laughs> some prime rib chapstick oh. for everybody to share there's a basket yeah. of it when you get up here uh, oh, oh, good, good, good. We get our own. Back. You get your own tube. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's in tubes. That's good. Oh, we no, said for everyone to share. I was a little worried it was just one <laughs> no. stick. No. I don't know where Sammy Hagar's lips have been. No, but I do know that Demon's got some uh, just cold sores that you wouldn't believe. Uh, oh, God. Yeah. And dry lips. And dry yeah. lips. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. you know, here we are. We got chapstick. It's up here. It's prime rib. It's infused with the flavors of beef. That's um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It smells so good. Afterwards. It does. You know, um, I never thought there'd be a flavor better than cherry chapstick. And why was <laughs> I wrong? Once the kitchen and the people down there in the Monster Hunters labs put together this, I was like, "All right." I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We have labs now too. <laughs> oh yeah, you didn't know. <laughs> I that haven't been had. down there. Oh, yeah. oh, is this is this what they're doing since they no longer have the Navi? Yeah, well, yeah, there's an R&D section in the man cove. Mm. It's about three oh, floors yeah. down. I mean, we're all chill here. It's not a very strict, you know, like R&D section. They, they play it pretty safe yeah. and loose. Yeah. But, but all, all the clones in the Navi got burnt up in the fire. So this yeah. is what they now do is oh, yeah. they're all making new burned. stuff. Yeah, They made us some chapstick. Um, oh, and here. That's nice. Uh, Finally, you know, yeah, something a little more uh, widely used by the general populace. Maybe yeah. we'll actually get something out of this. The yeah, smell yeah. really sticks with you too. Yeah, right on, right on your nose. With the it's one of those that but you can't. You just keep using it over and over mm-hmm. again because it just smells. It's just so beefy. Oh yeah, I, sometimes I can't help but take a little nibble off the whole thing. <laughs> I know, <laughs> yep. just eating it. Mm-hmm. So waxy and I'm, delicious. I'm already oh. on my third. I'm already on my third tube. <laughs> okay, oh, slow down. He's just down. He's slurping them. Yeah, slow down. Slow down. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know we're shunning food, mm. but don't. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, this is the second. This is the only meal I've had since last week, besides the <laughs> the disc. Yeah, don't don't binge on the prime rib uh, chapstick. Okay, I'd be okay. Fine. <laughs> so here we are, season two, episode ten. Now, when I sat crisscross applesauce on my table and traveled back in time, the mm-hmm. clacker, the you know, the little board, and they're like, uh, season two, episode ten. And it has the title of the episode on there. It said the man for Maryland, but then mm. everything else says a man for Maryland. So something got lost what? along the way. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. But as mm-hmm. Keith had mentioned, this son of a bitch came out November eighteenth, nineteen sixty-five, and here is what I was able to glean when I went back. Um, here's the the uh, synopsis. Grandpa decides to produce a husband for Maryland. It's seven point oh, <laughs> nice. four on IMDb. I'm telling you what, when I sit when I when I travel back in time through tantric meditation, yep. uh I like the synopses that I get. Yeah. They're succinct, they don't mm-hmm. spoil. They're just like, oh, okay. Grandpa yeah. decides to produce. Mm-hmm. And when I saw it, I, I misread it and I read his produce. <laughs> so, so grandpa's got like him. a head of cabbage for Maryland or something. Here, Did you a little this. smiley face on it. Yeah. 
Oh, if there's an episode with a living cabbage, he like starts talking and he's like the new member of the family. Oh, I'd watch that in a heartbeat. <laughs> yep. He bursts through the door just like everybody else, you know. <laughs> I'd love it. There's a man with a cabbage head. Uncle mm. Cabby. Yeah. <laughs> this one, did I say where it got? It got 7.4 on IMDb. That's not bad. This one starts off with a title card and stinger. The stingers, I, I swear to God, it feels like they have uh, an orchestra that produces a new stinger every week because they're always a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And besides, I'm on call. It's probably like, you know, you said the like, uh, someone scoring your life, they probably just have someone come over and they just store the episode how they're feeling that week. Yeah, mm-hmm. and if and it feels appropriate, always the stinger music is just it's always a little bit off. <laughs> so, Herman and Eddie are opening up, we're spraying spot for fleas, and it's got an interesting camera angle. It's like down the stairs, uh, looking at there's tail, and there's Herman, he's got that like old DDT sprayer thing, you know what I'm talking about? Like, the, <laughs> yeah, it's got the plunger and the barrel underneath it. Look like a giant mallet at first, yeah. Yeah, but he's spraying spot for fleas, and if you zoom in on the fleas, they look a lot like cockroaches on fishing lines. Uh, <laughs> they do <laughs> a lot like that. So yeah. Herman's spraying; they're screaming at spot to hold still. Herman hits one uh, with his spray, I guess. It catches fire and then slowly mm-hmm. falls uh, to the ground. But it sounds like a jet crash or a plane crashing. Yeah. <laughs> But it's not falling uh, nearly at the pace the sound would make you believe it was. No, yeah. It's like slow motion. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's yeah. almost like it's not falling at all. And then mm-hmm. the string caught fire and melted, and then it fell. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting theory. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a theory. It's it, I don't know. Then Lily runs in with news. Marilyn's home, and a boy drove her. Woo, woo. She was at a wedding. Oh. Herman's they're like, well, this could be the one. Every time Marilyn's with a boy, they're like, this is the one she's going to marry. Mm-hmm. So, Herman, you better run out there and introduce yourself. And let him know we're him for dinner. And that kind of yeah. yeah. Isn't that coming off a little strong? Like, like the meeting the parents, right? Like, she probably just yeah. met this guy. Like, mm-hmm. you better go out there and meet him and invite him in. And we're going to talk well, to him. Yeah, she uh, didn't take a date to the wedding. Like, no. still, like she went to the wedding and met Came this guy there. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And I'm, I'm sure he's not thinking about dinner. He's, you know, he's Keith. Well, when we home. cut out to them coming in, he's thinking about getting the hell out of there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, he is. He's freaked out just by looking at the house and hasn't even seen like what craziness is inside. And, you know, she's pitching it. Well, I want you to come in and meet my family. You just met this guy at a wedding. You're already trying to get yeah. him to meet the family. It's a little maybe it was a really good, you know, wedding. I don't know. Uh, but it's classic monsters. Here's Marilyn. We haven't seen this monsters since like season one, like no, early yeah. part of season one, right? Mm-hmm. Marilyn bringing a new bow back, and he's like, "Oh, this house is fucked up. I need to get out." <laughs> but mm-hmm. she's like, "No, no, you need to do it. Come, you know, come see him." And then there comes Herman. Yoo-hoo, Marilyn. Hello. <laughs> he's on the porch wave, and he's like, "We want you to come in for dinner." And then, dude. Sees Herman, right? Which is just <laughs> classic musters. But then he does something I've never seen before. Oh, all yes. the musters. <laughs> yes. He levitates up and then over the fence and then yes. snaps into the front seat of <laughs> much the- like he was possessed by a demon from the evil dead. He is floating yes. around. <laughs> He's flying around and then he lands perfectly into his convertible. There's a part where he looks like he's not going to make it in the convertible, and then all of a sudden he is in the convertible. Yeah, there's a little you know, like maybe they didn't 
tape the two parts that they cut to splice together perfectly. Mm, yes, it's not a clean cut, yeah. but he's in there and he drives off and Marilyn's done it again. I've done it again. I've scared another one off. What's wrong with me? I'm hideous. And she runs in and the family runs out and we got her opening clip. And there it was. Yep. So like, oh, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. And my favorite part, or the it's part her fourth, that we, it's her fourth wedding of fourth the month. Fourth wedding in a month. That's a lot of weddings. It I is a lot of weddings. Oh, I don't want more than one oh. wedding like a year. I, I'd rather I'm, not have to go to four in a month. Dear I God. mean, I've already narrowed it down to like, I'm, there's only like four or five weddings I'm going to in the rest, the rest of, my of your life. life. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. At to, this point, you got them planned. Uh, I got, I got, uh, I think I, I got my boys. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my two nieces and my two nephews. So I got six that I am locked in on. I mean, if somebody else has one I get invited to, I, it depends on my mood. Oh, I hope but, they're all within a month. Um, <laughs> but like, to say like four in one month, I'm like, oh, what is this? Like wedding crashes, wedding season. Like, <laughs> maybe I, that's where Marilyn's going to pick up yeah. dudes. Maybe she is just showing up. I guess she's a bridesmaid, oh. though. It's kind of hard to like go undercover as a bridesmaid. But my takeaway was like, yeah, four weddings. That's a, a ton. She knows a ton of people. Yeah, she's got a wide social net and, and they want her to be bridesmaid. So she's close. But yeah, and we've never seen them before. She's of the wedding being wedded age, right? Yeah, like she's at the I, I think we've already I think we've assumed she's like at a nursing college or something or she's at some sort of mm-hmm. a community college or something. So, yeah, she probably has they have a large. Team. Yeah, there's a she's and she probably knows a lot of people, so she's friends with a lot of people, and obviously gets invited to these things. But still, like I, I'm never going to four in a month. No, I don't no. know enough people to get married that much often. <laughs> you know, even even if I did, I wouldn't be. I'm like, no, sorry, I can't do yeah. that. I would make it my duty to ruin those weddings so I don't have to go. <laughs> oh, they made actually, me go. Oh yeah. yeah. No, actually, it would it would work out to the point where I would be like four. Well. Just gonna tell all of them that well, sorry, I have there's too many this month. I can only go to one, and I'll tell all of them that, and I won't go to any of them. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. sneaky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she's been to four, and Grandpa is not going to take this uh, lying down. He's nope. got a husband from Maryland in the dungeon. He'll be ready in a minute. One minute. That that was his claim. <laughs> yep. Impressive. He's been working on this for a while. Then I would think yeah. if there is some continuity, I think he has been working on this for a while because. Wasn't there one other time where he had like like just a big like vat of, of frogs? Yes, no, frogs he did. at one time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, he I did. So, yeah, because right. because he was kind of trying to do the same thing. So mm-hmm. now, it, after all this time, he's narrowed it down to one uh, mm-hmm. frog that we're going to get to see. He's gone yep. through an intensive interview process with each yeah. frog, and you know the winner gets to stay in the little glass jar, and the rest <laughs> are uh, for stew later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before there, we gotta get the banger, Keith. I know you've noticed things about the banger. Uh, I did, and and so I I've listened to the most recent episode that that we put out, and I think it's you know it, we it's brought up that like each uh, after Herman breaks through, he has one door that he's broken through, and everyone else has what seems like the same door. But then as I was looking at it this week, Marilyn's is is clean, has her own door, There's, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it. It may be the same door as everyone else, but like it's cleaned up, so there's no cobwebs and stuff like that. Um, which I thought was which I thought was interesting that like we discussed this. Yeah, well, well, no, <laughs> well, no, we were, it an we're, artistic choice. Well, I don't think we discussed the fact that like there was no cobwebs and everything. Oh, the cobweb it part, our, no, but it was. Yeah, so there's she, there's very much specifically a door of like 
this like oh here's the normal person so here's the normal door um because i even saw eddie has got uh some cobwebs and stuff and it, or it could just be that they were hoping that um beverly owens would come back yeah which is yep. your theory yeah. i i prefer to think that maybe they were actually being a little uh subtly artistic here and yeah, yeah i think that's true yeah. yeah um but i thought it was like because i hadn't noticed that before that it was like you know nice and, and clean all around uh her especially because they put her like it, it's Lily, Grandpa, and then there's her, and then they go back to Eddie. So I was, I, I rewound back and looked at Eddie's too. I'm like, oh, there's, there is cobwebs back with his again. Um, so yeah, I know that. I know something new. Oh, Terry, Ooh. what is it? Oh, much more interesting then, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> Keith, we gone over wow. the Maryland door before. Yeah, just not necessarily the cobweb part, but yeah. Um, look, I think uh, look, it stood out because I had just listened to an episode where where we were. We're, Talking about it previously, I went back and listened to the episode this week, and okay. uh, I got gotcha. you. I'm all about right it. Mm-hmm. So, breaking guys, news, Terry, the monsters are satanic. Um, <laughs> uh, if you look closely at above Herman's head, the shadow, it's upside down cross. Um, also, if you look in Marilyn's, when Sheba comes out, there's upside down cross shadow above her as well. I think we know what that means. This is Satan's work. Herman's the Antichrist. Bad, bad light. Yeah. Herman's the Antichrist, and Marilyn's the uh, Antichrist's niece. Oh, so, there is yeah. an upside down cross. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Where is it? It's like a shadow off to the right. Mm-hmm. And nobody else has it but Herman and Marilyn. It's a little mm. suspicious. Very suspicious. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. You're right. Well, cobwebs. Sorry, everyone. Say Satanism. Everybody who's been watching the monsters all these years, uh, you've been supporting Satanists this whole time. Sorry. Yeah. Hey, I mean, look, it is it is uh, November's National Occult Month, so it's it November nineteen sixty five. Maybe they were really embracing it. Oh, Keith, you missed a very important birthday for this week. Satan's huh? Lucifer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Beelzebub's birthday was this week. You blew it. Oh, happy birthday, Beelzebub. <laughs> <laughs> I like to call him Beelzebub. Oh, oh, oh that's nice. That's yeah. really nice. Oh, is that why we had the, the birthday cake on the skooma? Yes. I was going to hand deliver it. <laughs> to bring the, it down. I got distracted by oh. Zirk Snack Snick, the demon I like to yeah. mail oh. with. Oh, all right. Now <laughs> yeah. we'll get it next week. He'll understand. No, Satan gives us our mail that was established previously, and we brought him a cake this time. It's very nice. He's like, hey, Dirk. I'm like, hey, Zirk Snack Snick. I got this oh, so they got a cake you got there. I'm like, yeah, it's it's for the big guy. He's like, uh, there's a toll. I'm like, ah, right. <laughs> oh, he's playing games with you guys. Oh. <laughs> oh, I like that game. I play that one with my wife all the time. She tries to like walk through like uh you know, like one of the rooms. I just stop in front of her. I'm like, I don't know. Pay nope. the toll. <laughs> Give me the cake. Cake <laughs> <Hey>, please. <laughs> Wow. Oh boy! Hey, but there was a, a cake, banger. Give me a cake or a kiss, one of the two. We have the monsters are satanic, and they clean yep. do- the door. They clean the door for Maryland. Artistic choice. Banger ends. Come back, Herman and Grandpa in the dungeon, and Herman's getting impatient. Mm. Where's the man? Where's the man? We said it'd be just a minute. Where's this guy? Maryland needs to get married. Grandpa said, "Well." Marilyn's husband in the dungeon. He wants to meet him. Where's this guy? And he says something. He says, too sweet. I don't know what that means. Yes. I have a friend who says too sweet all the time. And I thought he like, I didn't had no idea where he's heard this before. And then 
when he said it in this episode, it like blew my mind that this was like a phrase that people have been saying for years, apparently. So it's French uh, because the the subtitles had it in French. But when I when I Google uh, toot sweet, (laughs) it just says toot Uh sweet immediately very quickly in a hurry straight away anywho he's like toot sweet where's this guy toot sweet toot sweet grab's like fine meet him and he holds up a frog I'm like oh <laughs> yeah here we go he's gonna, he's gonna change that frog into a prince the potion's brewing and only take four days i'm like you motherfucker you said an hour a minute you said <laughs> one minute now you're on four days you're pushing the goalposts Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's gonna take four days to happen. Oh, well, yeah. And Herman thinks this is one of the, his more sensible this is more ideas. More sensible. This is one of your more sensible ideas, Grandpa. It's hmm. the same idea you've had for many a thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, remember now what was what was the kid we all hate? Dewey, Googie. Remember mm-hmm. it was like Gooey, Gooey, Um, we're like, oh, Grandpa's like, I could turn a frog into a prince and turn the prince into an ape and then turn the ape into googie or something. I can't yeah. Remember. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and, but then there was another one where he's going to turn print frogs into princes, but it yes. was too unreliable. But this mm-hmm. one here it is. It's going to work now. And now, like, this is sensible. This is, this is confusing to me because like, isn't that the opposite? Usually a prince gets turned into a frog. Yes. Like if a frog got turned into a prince, would it still have the brain of a frog? Like would yes. it still like rip it and <laughs> hop around? Yes. Like it wouldn't just suddenly become sentient, I guess. Like it would all these new things just popping into a frog's brain about like, you know, yes. emotions and thoughts and sentience that, that would probably just destroy the frog's mind. Yeah. And they want yeah, to marry it off. Is it? Yeah. Usually <laughs> it's like a, like a witch has cursed a prince by turning him into a frog and the only yes. way he can turn him back into just it to, is by kiss him. Right. And then turn yeah. him back into a yeah. prince. So then what they should be doing is just gathering all frogs and having Marilyn kiss them all. Until one turns into a prince. Yeah. One turns into a prince. Yeah. Unless Grandpa, this guy was a prince and Grandpa just had him for years in this jar. And then finally he's like, all right, I'll turn you back. (laughs) Yeah. Fine. 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 You got me. Uh, But Herman's worried because if he turns this frog into a prince, what happens when he sees Marilyn? He's going to run off. It's like, nope, this frog is nearsighted. Very, very nearsighted. Flip two. Herman, Lily, and Eddie are going down the stairs, and they're going to a drive-in movie. Herman and Lily are walking. Eddie is sliding slowly down the banister next to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Woof, woof, and ham. Really cool. Woof, woof, and ham. Yeah. He's got. It looks, I, he apparently has his PJs on, right? Is that... Yeah. They're, well, they're going to the drive-in, and you just sit in yeah. the car, which is mm-hmm. great because Herman's like to privacy because no gawkers thinking they're movie stars. He thinks people are like enthralled with their looks, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I guess people just gawk at the monsters, and Hermit assumes it's because they think they're movie stars. He's like, at Boris the movies. makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Marilyn, where's she at? Oh, she's staying home. No date. Oh, but that'll change soon if Grandpa has his way. Things will be jumping. What does that mean? <laughs> no, I'll tell you later. Uh, Herman two. laughs very hard at that one, too. Yes. It's like, I'm going to go get Grandpa. Flip to Herman going down the stairs to the dungeon to get Grandpa for the movie. Hurry up. They're having a Porky Pig cartoon, and Herman wants to get there for the beginning so he can follow the plot. Grandpa's getting close on his potion, and if everything goes right, Marilyn may meet her prince tonight. So they're going to do it while they're gone? I guess, yeah. So, (laughs) well, Herman has no patience. Come on. 
uh, it's like they slap me together and half the time it's taking you, Grandpa. I like that line. That's <laughs> yeah, a good yeah. one. Yeah. Grandpa's adding some blue for the blood to make him blue blood, I guess. A prince. I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hadn't even, I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. But how are you going to get the frog to drink the potion? <laughs> Easy. I'm going to turn the potion into a fly and get the frog to eat it. There's always so many ridiculous steps. Yes. But you'd think that if you can turn a bottle, a beaker of potion into a fly, you can just turn the frog into a prince. You'd think. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, so why isn't he just doing that? Yeah, like, why is know. he stirring up some crazy thing? I don't know. This brings up the same question. Wouldn't like a potion that gets turned into a fly just act like a potion and fly? <laughs> yes. There's no way it would fly. As <laughs> the brain. Just fall like, over. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Once Grandpa taps that beaker and it turns into a comically fake housefly, there's no brain in that thing. Obviously, <laughs> it's, it's ice glow. It's made out of yeah. like foam and like uh, <laughs> uh, pipe cleaners. It and is glitter. a yep. There's glitter and popsicle sticks attached to it, uh, but it's comically small. So, does somebody get the fifty dollar prize this week <laughs> for the, the fly? Yeah, for making the fly. I'd say those glowing oh, yeah, eyes yeah, are amazing. I, I think so, yeah. That's they've you know uh, I but I think the competition this time was not like, oh, let's get one prop in. Everyone had to make a fly. Yeah. Yep, and whichever one whichever one came across oh, best is yeah. got got in and they got the fifty dollars. Can you imagine what the other flies look like? A bunch of cockroaches, so they use that for the beginning. <laughs> We'll use these as fleas. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and the, the person who they thought was the worst when they to set on fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> to prove a point. And they made him just say, sit right off camera and watch. Yeah. <laughs> Silently weeping. Mm-hmm. Not, that mic better not pick up your tears. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Grandpa turns that beaker into a comically fake house fly, and then it buzzes up and around. They're watching, and then it flies... If you're a fly, would you fly into the frog dish? No, but just, it does. I was just this fly the, does. The fly should just turn around and fly off. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, awesome. it, it, it was just a, a beaker with uh, a potion mm. in like 10 seconds earlier. It has no idea what's going on. That's true. It's probably its instincts are, I must be drunk, and it goes and flies to the frog. Yeah. What should have happened is that fly should have landed on Herman, and he should have got annoyed and swatted it and smushed it. He has to do it again, and then they do like this crazy clock cut, and it's like the fiftieth fly. Uh, Herman, please do not squish this fly. <laughs> I would. That's right. a great idea. I love that. That's so a the, good. That's the good fly one. flies into the frog dish. The frog eats it. Big thing of smoke. Poof. Nothing happens. It's still a frog. And Herman pissed, just I thought a complete failure. <laughs> like, holy cow. Herman got, was really excited about the fly and now really upset that it didn't work. Well, and yeah, because he's missing out on working. The massacre, time. yes. <laughs> which is which was another alarming thing about That was episode. alarming. Yeah. Uh Grandpa's like, no, look, the warts are gone. Herman and Grandpa leave for the movie. Herman's like, just mm. fuck it, let's go. It's a cowboys and oh, I don't want to say it, but Indians movie. Uh, and Herman doesn't want to miss the massacre. And the only reason what? I'm saying it is it comes up later. I put a frowny face next to this uh-huh. sentence because I hate it. You can't say that, Herman. What the heck? Oh, yeah. He wants to see the massacre. They go up the stairs. The also, frog... but also, isn't it toads that have warts? Yeah. Mm. Frog, frogs are amphibians and they mm. smooth skin. 
But they go up the stairs. The frog jumps out of the dish. We flip to Marilyn on the phone. And for some reason, Lily is calling from the movie to check in on Marilyn. Mm-hmm. She's worried about her. Yeah. But the movie's dull. Been, been, a, been a rough month. How's the movie? Dull. When everyone went to get hot dogs, half the audience left. But don't worry about Marilyn. She'll be fine. She used to. She's used to being home alone. And then Lily, we get this weird exchange. Well, don't answer the door. There's lots of crazies out there with terrible haircuts. You can't tell the boys from the girls until intermission. What? Which I assume intermission, they're going to the bathroom. So that's that way you can tell. I guess. Yeah. Yes. Based upon which. I don't Which understand gender this like, door they go through. Mm, yeah. It's such yes. a weird like line, right? Like yes. she shouldn't be like, I feel like she's like, oh yeah, these like she should be into like the like people who aren't don't fall into line with the normal, you know, like society. Yeah. They're doing I mean, like new things and stuff, right? It's like a long long haired hippie type like yeah. commentary that that they just go in here. I mean it's like a weird gender thing too. Mm-hmm. What yeah, plus they're out in California. They're supposed to be a little more loosey goosey out there. I thought they'd yeah. be a little more accepting of all people here. Yeah, well, this is from '69. It's still '65. So yeah, the summer of love has not hit us yet. And guess what? This movie sucks. The massacre scene was such a total disappointment. <laughs> they, they, used, they used fake blood, and Grandpa <laughs> spotted it right away. Like they keep bringing up this massacre thing. I wonder if that was a big selling point back then. I mean, it's yeah. probably based on like probably like a. Not a, like a historic reenactment type thing, but it's probably something based a bit on like some sort of historical thing. And that obviously, no, you know, uh, no, but like obviously, like uh, put through the lens of, oh, yeah, the white guys went through and just massacred everyone. It's all good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the fake blood thing, like, do they just like watch snuff films or something? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems like probably. like. Shouldn't they be used to this by now that the movies don't that use real blood fake ever? Blood. Yeah. Like what kind of films are they watching? <laughs> I'm I'm more concerned with like the movies of the time and using the level of genocidal massacre to like to like sell their movie. <laughs> Come see the biggest massacres in did, Oh god. Did you like the massacre of blah blah blah? Well come see <laughs> blah blah blah. We man, we double we out massacre that massacre. We killed twice as many people in yes. this movie. Like, yeah. We kill all the indigenous folk. Yes. It's <laughs> the specific type of people. Yeah. Yes. Oh my goodness. That's an interesting. Yeah. I wonder if that that must have been a marketing thing back then. Hmm. Yeah, that's what I was worried about when I keep talking about this massacre the whole time well don't worry about Marilyn though she's going right up to her room and locking herself in which I don't wow. understand why she would do that but we fade to Marilyn going into her bedroom and it's nicely furnished mm-hmm. and it's like a normal room yeah she closes the door and the doorknob falls off for some reason yeah. <laughs> and yep. then she yep. puts it back on and the other doorknob on the outside falls off and then she gives us a classic darn, darn, darn. No, which I, like I, I, I very much enjoyed that. Yeah. And then I wrote, now she's trapped. Mm-hmm. You, would, <laughs> you would think you just push the door open. Yeah. I, I think if they both fall off, you're pretty much good. To go, right? <laughs> yeah. You just mm-hmm. stick your finger in there and pull the thing. Uh, um, no big deal. So last time that we got to see Marilyn's room, it was pitch black. Mm-hmm. So we never really got a good oh, view of, of, yeah. of the rest of it. It it's, is very um, again. There's there's no cobwebs or dust. It's very no. very clean, uh, very nice, very clean. 
you know, uh, not quite fufu type dish, but it's a it, it's a very much a, a very uh, you know twenty something girls' room, I guess, it, mm-hmm. or college age girls' room here, which I like again goes into the thing of like this bit of like suspended disbelief of the fact that like Marilyn thinks something is completely wrong with her, even like though her room, is normal. her room looks nothing like the rest of the house. No, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's like, oh, are we, you know, like, oh, we're using, we're cleaning and they're putting garbage into the garbage bins and, you know, the reverse vacuum. And so, like, she goes along with all that. And I'm like, man, that's that just really weird to, like, make her so much of a normal person. Mm-hmm. And when she goes out, she doesn't see anybody else that looks like her family. Yet she thinks that there's something majorly wrong with her it's it's just kind of weird when they put it to like this extreme i agree that doesn't make any sense like yeah if she wants to she's acts like the monsters are normal yet she acts completely different than the monsters yeah yeah you think she would try to be like more like them but maybe she mm-hmm. can't mm-hmm. and just can't do it it's not my nature i did notice that on- well, derek when derek when you write season three we can find like that something happens where like she's uh maybe she becomes a little more like them so yeah well, there I, you go uh, I'll get on that toot sweet. Uh, <laughs> I did make, notice make her like a Medusa or something cool. Though so in her room was a family picture. And I was trying to tell oh, if that photo that. was Pat Priest or Beverly Owen in it. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't. I think it was Pat Priest. Okay. Uh, anyway, she's trapped. Fade two outside. Two dudes walking down the sidewalk. Ever seen anything like that? They're walking right in front of the monster house. Oh, yeah. Once in a- now, this guy, he's freaked out by the house. I saw it once in a dream after eating a big pot of Hungarian goulash, and then I entered a pizza eating contest. And I wrote, <laughs> sounds awesome. I love goulash and I love pizza. Yes. That sounds like a night right there. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> but the guy's like, no, hold on, Frank. I'm studying architecture. But I'm like, okay, cool. Great. Example of gothic, a gothic architecture, something that's pretty much extinct now. I bet the residents are match inside. Okay, but look, there's shit on the roof, and I bet there's a. Oh my gosh, I I debate on making this the clip because he says gazebo in the yeah. backyard. <laughs> he got a script, saw a word, never heard it pronounced before, didn't ask anyone, oh, and God. no one said, "Let's do that again." Because mm-hmm. it's the one take monsters. <laughs> That's very relatable, yeah. though. I see a word. I'm like, yeah. I don't know how to say this. I'm going to avoid saying it out loud in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. And if I do, I got to say it very confidently and hope yeah. nobody notices. Does he even know what a gazebo is? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, he, doesn't, yeah. he doesn't know what a gazebo is. He knows what a gazebo is, though. And yeah. he bets one's mm-hmm. in the backyards. Mm-hmm. Frank says, fuck you. I'm out and runs. <laughs> He's like, I'm out of here. I <laughs> fuck this shit. Fade to Marilyn, still trapped in her room. And instead of just waiting for the monsters to come home, she decides to go on the balcony and call for help, which mm-hmm. makes no sense. She said she was going to lock herself in a room anyway. Yes, right? just yeah. stay there. They'll be home eventually. <laughs> but no, she's like, I'm going to go scream for help. Help, help. And also, if somebody can climb up the trestle, couldn't somebody else climb down it? You'd think, but we, do. we don't know there's a trestle there yet, though, Keith, because the dude's out front. And he's like, good God, there's someone in there, and she's being held prisoner. So he climbs up the, tr- is it a trestle or a trellis? Yeah. I don't know what he says. It's a thing. Yeah. It's like, it's a, it's laced uh, wood, <laughs> like overlapping wood laced, climbs up. It, ivy grows on that shit. Mm-hmm. He climbs up there onto the balcony. 
And she's like, I'm trapped inside. And it's the first time that they've been gone for a while. I didn't know what else to do. So he decided to just go out and scream for help. And he's like, well, when will they be back? <laughs> yeah. like, oh, they'll be back in a few minutes. But you don't understand. If they're going to be back in a few minutes, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you screaming for help? Yeah, what's the issue? She's, she's got to use the bathroom. I, mean, I guess so. Be. Just pee somewhere. Pee <laughs> in, just lean over the edge and go. Yeah, there was yeah. And he's like, spare me the details. Let's get inside. They go inside. They're in Marilyn's room. The door's locked. Don't worry. He rams down the door. They go out, and just as they do, the monsters return home. Literally, minutely. Yes. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> they are on their way. And I like the angle that we get when when they get kind of over to like mm-hmm. the the thing to look down because the monsters are looking up at him like, huh? Like what in the world? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, there's like they, a cool chill version of the monsters theme playing, like just like a do 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 do, and they're just like it's so relaxing. It's such a strange like it really normalizes the monsters seeing them in this way, just coming inside, hanging up their coats and stuff. Yeah, she's oh, it's them. Well, what will they think when they see you? So he ke- she keeps calling them them and they, and he is uh, misconstruing it as like her captors. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, well, I'll take mm-hmm. care of that. And when he runs around the corner, he looks down the stairs, and there's the monsters, and they look up at they 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 lock eyes, they see one another, and he's like, Holy <laughs> fuck. So he turns around, he shoves Marilyn into the room and closes the door. He's like, I'm gonna go get help. And then he jumps out the window and he literally jumps <laughs> he off the balcony. Jumps off. And then yeah. in rushes Herman, Grandpa Lily. Who was that? It was a young man. He climbed up the trellis just like a prince to save me. And you should have seen seen how he jumped out the window, blah, blah, blah. I don't think he wanted to embarrass me, I think, or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And Grandpa and Herman hear this. Climbed up like a prince, jumped out of the window. Like a frog. It's a frog. Mm-hmm. It's a frog yeah. that transformed into a prince and jumps. He still jumps. And they're like, oh, it's our frog. So, like, we got to go <laughs> catch that motherfucker because he, if he runs off, who knows who will marry <laughs> is that the frog's goal is to go marry the first person he <laughs> yep, sees? Yeah, so, so. <laughs> he, he's a frog, just turned into human, only knows a few things mm-hmm. the English language, and he needs to get married. And human love. And human go, yeah. love. So they run off. Marilyn's like, what the fuck's going on? Lily's like, oh, don't worry. Don't you mind that? I think all of our dreams will finally come true. That's what <laughs> Lily says. And Marilyn looks very sad. I'm like, oh, she's it so sad. sad. And I thought this was going to be the commercial, but it's not because we fade to Spot roaring in the front yard. And we see mm-hmm. a good chunk of Spot's back, too. Oh, yeah. It's always his backside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Herman and Grandpa are like, oh, there he is. They have a net and some rope, and Spot's got dude trapped in the corner. <laughs> he is very scared. He's like, no, yeah. no. <laughs> like, this don't is do it. Funny, yeah. <laughs> spare is me. That, spare my that, life. Is that a tail or a wing wing? Yeah, yes. Oh, no. This, this monster's got his wing wing on me. On me. <laughs> Grandpa's like, isn't he a beauty? Not a ward on him. And they got <laughs> Herman's tying him up. Grandpa's got the net over his head. And we mm-hmm. fade to our first commercial break. Grandpa sounds particularly evil. Like his like way he's oh, phrasing yeah. things. He sounds like, like he's gonna yeah. mess this guy up. He's gonna they're gonna cut him up and they're gonna eat him or something. I don't know mm-hmm. what's I don't know what's going on, but everything the monsters are saying sounds mm-hmm. Duplicitous. They're gonna make some frog like stew out of this guy. Yeah, for sure. We fade back in from the commercial. There's Herman and Grandpa tying dude to the slab in the dungeon. <laughs> and they're singing 
This is the night we tie the knot, tie the knot, tie the knot. Tie the knot. This is the night we tie the knot. And it made me laugh. That's pretty funny. <laughs> I, I kind of wish they would have like not shown them immediately, like actually tying the rope, like like start it with just them singing, mm-hmm. and then like and then pan away a bit to show them actually just tying a knot on the guy. Yeah, uh, be kind of. I, th- I think that would have been a little bit better with that, but also like I, I don't know how dude can't just get out of that. It is not a very well tied knot. Oh, we'll I mean, get there, Keith. It's a lot, <laughs> lot of there seems to be a lot of space to easily slide out. We'll get there. And he's like, please, I don't care what you do to me. Let that poor girl go. They're like, what? <laughs> that won't work. It takes two to tango, son. And he's like, oh, no, what do they mean? Grandpa think he's ungrateful. He's like, I remember when you didn't even have a lily pad to sit on. I took you from the swamp, and now you're here. This is how you treat me, you son of a bitch. Herman's like, well, you know, we should probably talk this over with Marilyn before the ceremony. But like yes. they're not, they don't say wedding, they say ceremony. Like this guy is getting sacrificed to their god. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy that they're like just they're just gonna marry Marilyn off, like yes. to this <laughs> random frog. Like this the uh, guy yeah, they think I, was a frog. She's desperate. Yeah, I I don't know if she's desperate. She's just lonely. Yeah. She seems happy enough. Yeah. yeah. I, I think they think she's yeah, she's they're desperate. De- they're like, desperate he, to get rid of her for some reason. He yeah. he has been since early on. Yeah. Like he complained about her once in like episode two or three. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. But grandpa's like, well, I guess we should get another look. Let her get another good look at him. They leave and dude squirms. Fade to grandpa and Herman coming out of the dungeon. This scene is the most worthless scene in the history of <laughs> scenes of monsters. <laughs> they come out like, are you sure he's nearsighted? Maybe you got a good look at Marilyn. Nope. He's just playing hard to get. Nothing new is conveyed. <laughs> Nothing is resolved. Nothing is heightened. No one emotions have changed. No point of views have changed. But then we watch Herman and Grandpa walk from the dungeon all across the living room to the stairs and up three steps. Cut two. Wow. <laughs> what is the point of that? <laughs> Eddie and Wolf Wolf are going into the dungeon. Eddie's mm-hmm. looking for Herman. He's like, hey, Pop. Cut two. There's lots of cuts in this episode. How did he miss them? Like, no, we just walked in right behind him. I don't know. I can't explain it, Keith. Yeah. Uh, maybe they they walked faster than the camera lead, lead you believe. Camera adds 10 seconds. Oh, uh, <laughs> walk time. <laughs> Cut to Eddie and Wolf. Oh, uh, he's going to basically for everything. Right. Cut to Lily dressing up Marilyn in a black dress. I don't get what all this is about. It looks like a bridal gown. And Lily's da dum da dum da dum da dum. Fade to Eddie in the basement talking to the dude. I don't know what this dude's name is. Don't care. Eddie assumes dude is one of grandpa's friends because they're the ones he lets play in the basement. Dude tied the table in the loosest of ropes. And yeah. then not, I don't know, it's just it's not even a knot. The only reason it doesn't fall off, Keith, I think, is it's caught on his belt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. looking at it. It's like droopy rope caught on his belt, and it's not falling down. That's the only thing that's keeping it up. Mm-hmm. He could easily just slide out of that, pull him off. He could tie a bed. He can do whatever he wants. Uh, but he's like, oh, yeah. You want to play a trick on your grandpa? It's like, what kind of trick? Will you cut these ropes, and I'll mm-hmm. tell you. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So he grabs a machete. And it is a big, <laughs> shiny yeah, machete. It is. And he starts cutting the ropes, and the dude's just like, hey, yeah. be careful there. <laughs> Pretty close to his like arm, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, Pretty close dude. to all of them. Yeah. Um, 
cut to Marilyn and Lily. Marilyn's da dum da dum da dum da dum. Herman and Grandpa walk in da dum da dum. They're all da 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 dumping. Uh, Herman and Grandpa. <laughs> Da da the dumping. Yep. <laughs> Herman and Grandpa okay. are locked in arms, and it's like a wedding processional. They're walking in, step toe, heel toe. There they go. Marilyn looks worried. Herman's like, "You've done wonders with her, dear." She looks almost presentable. There was a pause there when he said yeah. before he said presentable. That's pretty rude to say. Agreed. <laughs> and I mean, he's telling, he's like leaning over to Grandpa to say it, but he's not whispering. No. No. If I'm Marilyn, I'm like, are you still mad at me because I called you fat that one time? Yeah, maybe this is payback for the fat thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's they figure, like, you know, we should talk it over you one more time, Marilyn, before you marry you off to that prince. Prince? You mean that man boy thing that climbed up the trellis? Man boy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what this is all about. The, like, I, mm, the fact that it just dawns on her there what's going on, right? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You think that oh the 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 man boy that crawled up here into my bedroom? Why is he the man boy? I don't know. I wrote down man, and I thought you called him boys, and I tried to delete man, so now he's man boy. <laughs> and he climbed up, and everyone everyone's so happy for Marilyn now that we've unloaded you. I'm like oh my Ugh. goodness. Hmm. Yeah, again, and also, do Herman's bolts look a little smaller this week than normal? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I I I in re I was rewatching the episode just like briefly before coming down here, and I uh in, in just at the scene I remember thinking, man, those bolts look awfully small. <laughs> but also, but also amazing. he's he's saying things loud enough that Marilyn should easily be able to hear him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now we cut to Eddie and Dude coming out of the dungeon. Man boy, man boy, man Eddie and man boy coming out of the dungeon. Yep, yep. That was fun. But what about that trick you wanted to play? Oh, yeah. You run off to bed, and I'm going to run out the front door. And he's like, hey, you're trying to get me to go to bed. It's like, no, 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 no. I'm just trying to get out that front door. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then kiss Woof Woof goodnight. <laughs> no, I'd rather not. Okay. <laughs> then kiss me goodnight. <laughs> Eddie, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Funny. So weird. <laughs> yes. The, the, be- the best part of the whole episode, I think, right there. Yes. I agree. And so the dude looks at Eddie and he grabs Woof Woof and gives it a kiss very reluctantly, very painful looking. He's like, mm. White wipes his wipes his lips off when he's done. Yes. Yeah. And then he you, runs could off. Use some could use some primum chapstick. Could he use that primum mm-hmm. chapstick and he runs off the front door. Eddie goes oh, upstairs. Man. Flip two. Grandpa and Herman going back down the stairs. They're in the they're in the back of the dungeon. Oh no, he's gone. Machete is stuck into the slab with ropes hanging off it. The prince is gone, but what will we do? And then you hear ribbit, ribbit. Grandpa <laughs> finds a frog on the floor. Whew. Herman blames Grandpa. I told you not to buy those potions in Tijuana. It's something Grandpa was like mixing up in the mm. lab. He even said so. So it's not just a potion he bought in Tijuana, but also they found the frog there and they're like, oh, he turned back in the frog. There is a giant machete and machete. Yeah, the machete yeah. clue. Like something happened here. Like Eddie should be getting in trouble for this. Yeah. Grandpa decides he's going to double the dosage. Herman is freaking out. They can't play. Here comes the frog. It's <laughs> like, chill <laughs> the fuck out, Tin Man, whatever the hell you are. Going back to the old drawing board. They're just going to continue with the wedding. No, yeah. Even if the man's turned back to a frog, I guess. Yeah. As well. And then from there, we fade to the police department. 
And that's when we get the following Now, uh, let's get this straight. Uh, there's this beautiful girl being held captive in an old haunted house. And you climbed up the trellis of the house to get to her window. Did she let her hair down for you to climb up on? Well, that's a stupid question. If she'd let down her beautiful long hair for him to climb up on, he wouldn't have had to use the trellis. <laughs> and he wouldn't have got a chance to kiss the wolf wolf. <laughs> Honest officer, I know this guy and he wouldn't make things up. Can't you at least check on it? Okay. Harry, uh, suppose we take a run on out there. Oh, this should be a lark. You know, I have never before seen a real haunted house full of monsters. The smart alkiness of him, like, well, does she let her hair down? Yeah. <laughs> and it's also the first recap of this episode. We hadn't had a recap up until mm-hmm. now. And they did it in a fun way, too. Yeah, and they did it in a very entertaining way for the first time ever. <laughs> wow, they're learning. Yeah. So also, why why is the guy explaining that he had to kiss the wolf wolf? Also, he <laughs> when when the guy says that oh when the guy kissed from the wolf wolf, you see it the guy when he wipes his lips again. Yeah, shame wipes the shame off his face. Mm-hmm. Well, we've seen pictures of wolf wolf online, and he looks weird in color. Yes, he does. <laughs> and you see some really good up closes of wolf wolf in this episode. Mm-hmm. From here, we fade to the cops are on the way. Herman, Marilyn, and Lily standing there putting the wedding gown away. Sorry, your prince was a bust. Blah, blah, blah. Just put this gown back in your hope chest where it can stay lovely and fragrant. Then Herman says something like, the cedar lining came from the parlor. Boy, he said it was from a line, and I just wrote the forever yours model. Because like that doesn't make any no, yeah, sense. No, yeah, that's what yeah, that's what he called it. It was called the forever yours? Yes. There's a coffin called the forever <laughs> yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why would they call a, a coffin the forever yours? Well, I guess once you buy it, once you use it, it's always yours. Hopefully. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe um, it stays nice and fragrant and fresh. So, like, if the person, one person dies, like, several years ahead, they can dig them back up and put that, put the other person with them. I guess. I <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's a coffin <laughs> built for two. <sighs> Daisy. Yeah. 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 Open it up again. Yeah. It keeps it. Yeah. Like you said, maybe it, like, keeps it nice and cool. Yeah. It's a, it's a double wide. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want when I go. I'm mm. extra room to, to stretch out. <laughs> I need that leg room, damn it. Yes, yes. Uh, I don't need eternal cramping. Flip two. The cops coming up to the monster's door. It's ain't Buckingham Palace, but I haven't seen any giant green monsters either. That's because they need their sleep. So they put tiny peas into the can. They're laughing. They're clapping like seals. They knock on the door. Lily answers the door. Okay, lady, you're going to think this is crazy, but uh, something about prisoners, dungeons, mad scientists. Oh, you mean the prince? (laughs) You know this dude? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's supposed to marry my niece. Backed out. More like jumped out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Lily immediately spills the beans, confesses to everything. Yes. Yeah, we had a guy locked up down in the basement (laughs) against his will. He was supposed to marry our niece, and he didn't want to do it. Uh, let me show you the dungeon so you talk to my father. Lily leads I, into the dungeon. I like, though, that she spins it up. Oh, yeah, he was supposed to marry our, our niece. So suddenly now those guys are also like, I think maybe like, oh, maybe that guy was in the wrong. Like, yeah. He, you know, making up a story just to get out of marrying the, the niece. Lily takes him downstairs, flip to the cops going downstairs, and Grandpa working on his potion. Ah, oh, policeman ball already. I'll take two ticks. <laughs> and then the one cop goes, what are you doing? 
<laughs> he goes, trying to make a fiance for my niece. What kind of question is that? You some kind of nut or something? <laughs> yeah, it's so obvious, you idiot. I'm making a, a, a prince. <laughs> that was one of... The, I think that was the funniest moment of this episode because he just turns it real quick on him. Yeah. What yeah. the fuck's it look like, man? Plus, <laughs> it's, a plus it's like a... It, and it's a... The, the camera shot is just... It's it's a very good close-up of Grandpa looking at him like... Oh, God, yeah. Mean? I noticed Grandpa had like little upturned mouth draw paint on his on his face mm -hmm. looking like a character from cats <laughs> oh really okay. yes like he was given like this this extra accentuation of his mouth turning up oh i i know what it is because i just got served up an ad the other day on uh on the old facebook for cats playing here in atlanta oh are you gonna go see it no, no, no. Yes, no. you are. You no, Keith, not. you're seeing it. No. Keith. Yeah, it's very strange. I don't know why they did that. But they did it. Man, that's an artistic choice as well. That's very stylistic, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's like the Joker almost. <laughs> yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah, the Cesar Romero uh paint type thing. Yeah. Well, let me tell you how I got these scars. <laughs> yes. My dad's a real whatever. So the cops are like, hey. Did you have a dude tied up down here? It's like, yeah, I had a dude tied up down here. Admits an immediate. What the fuck do you think this is? Of you course, idiots. this is a torture dungeon, you dumbass. <laughs> you see the what slab you... with the ropes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He double crossed me, turned back into a frog, and he shows him the frog. The cops are like, I think we've seen enough. <laughs> uh, time to get out. <laughs> I like that line. I think we've gotten to the bottom of this. <laughs> like, <Yeah. walks> <laughs> and and the bottom of this is like insanity, right? Yeah, everyone's crazy. That's what you would immediately think. Oh, yeah. we're here, or they're scared stiff and they need to get out as fast as possible. So then we fade to they're coming out. They're like, it's a college fraternity initiation. <laughs> how like, is that okay. even like the how? How do you get from A to B with that? How is that the B? Yeah, where's all like I, the fraternity kids? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, well, who's getting initiated? The cops? Are they joining the fraternity? I don't know. <laughs> this is like the this is like the one uh, previously when the judge, you know, during the adoption thing, mm. turns to the was like the bailiff and was like, "Is is this a candid camera thing?" Yeah. Oh, you know, it's, I it's, think, it's the yeah. same similar type thing here. They're like, "Oh, yeah, this is just some kind of." college initiation thing oh so so the so the initial or like the hazing thing was hey uh we're gonna send some cops down to see you i think i think what it is is they think that man boy was the one getting initiated and that he they didn't tell him that it was just a prank and so they ran off mm -hmm. okay oh, maybe that's yeah, what I think. So, like, the kid was a plant and they're trying to freak us out this is i don't know to me this is like the same thought process as i've solved it i'm gonna go downstairs i'm gonna make a pill that turns me into a homing pigeon <laughs> home is the police station. Uh, yeah and then yep. I'll, i mean it's it's so insane right mm -hmm. it's nothing is clear cut about this oh i know what's going on clearly this is a fraternity initiation hmm this place can't be real college kids these days they're like freaking out about it like but what we gotta do is we gotta be cool right just play it cool <laughs> So Lily escorts him out. And they're like, it's sure. And she's like, boy, it sure is nice to know our police officers are on their toes. Oh, we're on our toes. And great makeup you got there. <laughs> Lily's like, uh, I say makeup. 
Like, it's not. That's my first thought. It's clearly makeup all over yeah, her face. Yeah, I thought so too. I was like, really? Yeah. But makeup takes away the natural look. And then they're like, there's the best one yet. And here comes Herman clopping down the stairs in a nightshirt with a cap yes. and a candle yep. looking like Scrooge on Christmas he morning. Like Scrooge. <laughs> yes. That's what we need is a Munster's Christmas Carol. Oh, my goodness. Grandpa Scrooge. Well, they're just like, well, hey there, Buster, and a sap cap aside, bait a fight to you too. Yeah. <laughs> I like that they called like several of them like Buster. The, the yeah. guy called, I think he called Grandpa Buster once, and then he called Harmony. I just, I, for some reason, the way he was saying it was, hey, Buster. I yeah, hey, thought that was Buster. great. Mm, good night, officers. And they leave. And the one goes to Lily, good night to you too, fella, and gives her a pinch on the cheek. <laughs> yeah. So they think Lily's mm. a man. I guess so, yeah. There's a lot of weird things in this episode. And Lily yes. is stunned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but not because he called her a man. No. Nope. No. I was like, well, I think we can feel safe knowing such fine, intelligent men are protecting the streets at night. Lily thought one got fresh. And he's like, can you blame him? Because <laughs> va, 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 boom. Oh, oh, oh. No. Yeah. Auga, auga. Mm-hmm. Herman and Herman walks upstairs, and Lily gets a nice little look on her face. She's mm-hmm. well, something's about to go down upstairs. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but I also, I, I also <laughs> thought maybe she thought that, like, because Herman made the comment, like, I don't know, maybe she thought he was going to grab her butt or something, like walk up the stairs. She's like, Herman, like, you go first. Like, I'm not having you grab my butt on the way upstairs. Well, I'm like Terry, there's something going on downstairs because Lily's please like, oh <laughs> my husband <laughs> <laughs> thought it was nice that another cop thought I uh, that a cop thought I was hot and pinched my cheek. So yeah. let's go get it on. Mm-hmm. Fade to final mm-hmm. commercial break. Now remember, there's apparently a story still going on. And anything <laughs> can happen. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yep. The funniest moment possible is when we'll cut to credits oh yeah definitely this story ended like 10 minutes ago and it's it, did. <laughs> it did so we get marilyn and a friend coming out of a downtown shop mm-hmm. they're walking they're talking and then uh man boy and his friend walk by they're like hey you're the girl marilyn's like what where'd you run off to run you wouldn't believe what those freaks did to me in that house horrible people Marilyn's very upset because that's yeah. his, that's her grandpa and her uncle, two funny people you will never meet. And he called them kooks. Those kooks? You must be kidding. Marilyn pissed. She grabs her friend Linda, and they run off. Uh, man boy's friend's like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> I was going to score with that yeah. other girl. He's like, no. No, I don't want anything to do with that girl like that. She lives in a house full of monsters and covers up for him. Cut to Linda and Marilyn. Like, what's the deal? He said mean things about my family. He's crazy. Flip two. Herman and Lily coming down the stairs and Grandpa screaming for them. The frog got away again. <laughs> Grandpa comes running with that bowl. Right after he took the potion. It's a master escape t- artist. Come yes. on. Well, there's nothing on top of the. It's a, not that big of a bowl for bowl. that size frog. And it's a very lightweight uh, you know, top on it. If I were to give the bowl a size, it's a little bit larger than a human head. No, so, I think that's a fair estimate. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> foreshadowing. I think is what we call that. It. Frog jumped out right after it took the potion. Oh, Lily's worried that his future, her future son-in-law, is going to end up on a menu as frog legs. <laughs> Baby's out front, so she goes out to look. Grandpa's worried they'll never get him back. Then Lily's like, "Come quick!" And they run out 
Herman and Lily and Grandpa look out the front door. Mama Mia! And then it's Marilyn and her friend. They're talking at the gate. This time I turned the frog into a girl. What? <laughs> How can you assume that? Catch me. Grandpa fades. Herman doesn't catch him. Grandpa gets his head stuck in the fishbowl and says, Butterfingers, credits. So the fact that he made a a girlfriend for Marilyn caused him to pass out? Yeah, Uh, yeah, I think Grandpa has a few issues Mm. about that. There's some weird uh, phobic things in this Mm -hmm. episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, The long long hair and and then the... not, not too happy with Marilyn's girlfriend, even yeah. though I, I, I don't like, do they never meet any of Marilyn's other friends? Like normal? Like, yeah, I don't know. I guess not. And do they just assume that the first person they see is just a frog turned into a person? <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. The first person that isn't part of the family was clearly once the <laughs> frog. Yeah. Oh. Well, there it was, gents. We made it. We made it through season one, episode 10. Either a man for Marilyn or the man for Marilyn. Or the man boy for Marilyn. The man boy for yeah. Marilyn. What'd you guys mm-hmm. think? I actually enjoyed this episode. I mean, with with the exception of a few small things, of like I, the last time that we saw Marilyn, like a romantic Marilyn episode, it was about a prince. Mm-hmm. Um, was it or was it the Gilman one? Is he a prince in that? Oh, the well, no, I guess that guy is trying. The banker guy is trying to get with her, but yeah, but there's a whole thing with her being, uh, you know, being a prince, Mm -hmm. and also the repeat of the frog thing. Like he was trying to find, Mm -hmm. um, you know, some of the frog using a frog before for her. But other than that, I mean, I because this is like Pat Priest's first like episode where it's about her as Marilyn, um. And and we haven't had one of these since like I don't know, like what the first ten episodes of season one, um, but it also then brings up all these things of like man they they really shit on her a lot and she goes right along with it the whole time of like thinking that something's wrong with her when obviously there at the end when she's walking down the street she should be like what she lives in ugly town or something or does she just not it doesn't ever connect with her that like she's the normal one here. And uh, but other than that, I, I I enjoyed it. the the thing with Eddie, um, and you know the kiss for for Wolf mm-hmm. for kiss him was pretty funny, and uh, yeah, I I enjoyed it. Yeah, I liked it too. Actually, it's been a while since we've seen the the classic Marilyn finds a new boyfriend trope. It does use a lot of the elements we've seen before, but that's okay, I think, because it's been so long. At least it's, we haven't seen it repeated over and over again recently. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some weird stuff. There are some weird things I should say in this that. Uh, or hit or miss, like you said, Derek. It does feel like it kind of it, it could have ended like ten minutes ago, but it keeps on going and going. Um, and the instingers really weird. I don't really like it, but that's goes for most instingers. So, yeah, I, I'd say it's one of the better for season two for sure. I, I like the cops also. I thought they were oh, great. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the recap, like you said too, Derek, was probably the best they've done a recap, and it was yeah. funny. I neither like nor hate this episode. It's kind of no. just. Sits in the middle for me, mostly because I feel like it's tedious. There's lots of this episode that, like, to me, 
everything that happened in this episode could have happened before the first commercial break and been the motivation for the second half of the episode. <laughs> it just it's like nothing happens. Like it's just yeah, there's stuff that existed, but nothing mm. happened. Right? It's just what it is. Um it was all right. Like I don't didn't hate it, didn't love it. It is what it is. Um, but we know how we felt. How or we know how we feel. How did someone how do the people on IMDB feel? Yeah. How have they uh, felt? Well, there's one review from June first, two thousand nine. Only one? From the last Ooh. liberal. Don't know who this person Whoa. is. Oh boy. A Here prince will come. I don't recall the monsters. I must have watched them. I huh? tuned in this episode to see Don Edmonds, who just died. Oh. He played a student who happened upon the house of his grandpa was trying to turn a frog into a prince. Mm-hmm. As they saw no hope of her uh, for Marilyn, uh, Prince of Marilyn, as they saw no hope for her ever finding anyone on her own as ugly as she was. In fact, she was extremely beautiful. And it was the rest of the family that was ugly. Oh, nice. Edmonds did a great job, and the whole show was just hilarious. I think mm-hmm. I will tune into some more episodes just to see how crazy it can get. Nice. Wow. We had a four found this helpful. No score? Eight out does, of ten. Did have a score? Eight. Eight out of ten? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Shoot. I'm what glad we say, scores. Again. I didn't hear you. This is, this is the episode that like you just randomly drop in on? Well, because Don Edmonds. He must have been a Don Edmonds fan. And I mean, it just passed away. So it's like, oh, go down to IMDb. The last liberal yeah. like, holy shit, the monsters. The last <laughs> I think I've seen the monsters. I can't recall. I want to know what else he watched that had Don Edmonds in his little tribute. Uh, uh, he day probably liked all his movies. Yeah. Mm, those sleazy, weird. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Don Edmonds, I think, did a really good job in this acting like terrified of the monsters, like thinking mm-hmm. that he was getting kidnapped to be tortured and sacrificed. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah, his no, no, as they were approaching him, <laughs> yeah, laugh out loud. I was like, yeah. mm, that was really when good. Her, when they tie him up with the bug net, was probably one, a yes. very funny image. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no CC the movie man hyphen one, no Dang. Jimmy underscore the underscore gent for nothing, nobody right, else. Now, all we have is the last liberal, the last liberal, and when. Uh, <laughs> all hopes are tied to less liberal that they'll review the next episode. I, I hope the next one that they do is the next episode. Yeah, because oh my god, because if if there's no like IMDb review next for next episode, <sighs> what will we do? How will we have any sort of bell curve to tell? Where it lands? <laughs> I don't know, but they gave it an eight, so that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, here we were. This episode wasn't too bad. Wasn't great in my opinion. Wasn't bad in my opinion. You guys liked it, but yeah. uh, you know. What happened in this episode that makes you go, all right, episode 10, you did your job. I'll watch episode 11. Well, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing more frog antics. <laughs> I'm hoping, you know, this frog has escaped. He has returned. He's transforming back and forth, supposedly. We all know he really isn't. He just took the potion and got all his warts gone, and I was just hopping around. What but Michelin J frog. I want to know. I want the next episode to have the frog in it, and we'll see what he got up to and the escape at the end of the credits of this episode. Oh, that'd be awesome. Um, boy, I don't like the. I've been holding out for them to do like a Maryland type based episode for a while. Yeah, uh, so wishes came true. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like maybe uh, I, is it about time for like a, another grandpa 
centric episode. That, uh, <laughs> something, something that that you know is more focused around him. Um, he runs away or something. Yeah. No, something new and fresh would be great. But uh, you know, of some sort. Yeah. No, I. You know, I don't. Maybe the babysitter returns. That'd be kind of cool. That. that oh, you yeah. coming back? Um. Yeah, that's about it. Man, that would be something. One yeah. grandpa. Okay. I'm kind of hoping that like the cops tested well, right? Like everybody's like, oh, we love the cops. So the next mm-hmm. episode is like a backdoor pilot and it's just the cops. Oh. There's no monsters involved. It's just those <laughs> wisecracking cops for half an hour to see. We got a you know, missing like, persons report on this frog. <laughs> Do we frog. have a spinoff mm-hmm. possibly mm-hmm. going on here? That's what I'm hoping for. I like that. I would love like a spinoff show. Then we'd have more content to cover too. On <laughs> monsters. Oh my God. Oh, I don't want a spinoff show anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was called like the those cops a monsters uh, <laughs> like a, a monster, a monster story. story yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something like that those like, cops those cops hmm. I like those cops <laughs> yeah all the all the audience just knows exactly what they mean oh those mm. cops were great yeah yeah there's uh, I, I just like that but a, a monster story yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping. CIS Mockingbird Lane. <laughs> or CSI. CIS. <laughs> I'm having CSI. trouble with words yeah. today. <laughs> we all One are. Us, oh Man, my goodness! You're such a magician. Um, yep. mm-hmm. Yeah, CSI Mockingbird Lane. That'd be great. That's what I'm hoping for. Just those cops. <laughs> those <laughs> cops of Mustard's yeah. Tail. And, and everyone will know who we're talking about. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It, it makes sense. I mean, it should. It, I mean, it should have happened. Uh, they were the best part of this episode. If there's anything I do with my life from now on, it's going to be pushing for that spin-off. <laughs> <laughs> Studios, I'm going to be going up, pitching this. That'd be great. All right. Um, Maybe we'll get Rob Zombie to direct it. Oh, no, God. No. Now he's killed it. No. <laughs> uh, do we have anything to pitch or plug? <laughs> uh, oh. Yeah, actually, oh, if, if I oh, could. Oh. Yeah. Um. You know, based on when this came out a few weeks ago, I was on uh, the 80s years podcast uh, with a friend of the show, Dave Champa, uh, also Greg uh, Klein over there. And I I watched the A-Team season one, episode eight, Mm -hmm. and uh, it was a really good time. Uh, We had a lot of fun with it. Uh, So go look that one up. It's the 80s years. Yeah, do that. Mm -hmm. I'll put a link in the show notes, Keith. How's that sound? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and yeah. also, if I mean, if you don't mind, uh, we should be uh, two or three weeks into the Podfix Network. Uh, I'm I'm hosting a show over there where we're watching uh, all the segments of Amazon Women on the Moon. All right, mm, nice. Well, you know, you said pitch, so yeah. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and start getting ready. Check out my spec script for uh, those cops. <laughs> a monster hunter, a monster's tale. Yeah. Oh, a monster hunter's tale. That's yeah, a- yeah. <laughs> well, that, that'll be the uh, behind the scenes like podcast that we have for every yeah. episode that comes mm-hmm. out, um, where the monster hunters talk about the show, <laughs> the production. Cops. Yeah, oh, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. It'll be awesome. I got nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what we should probably do is end this how we end. Every episode. Reluctantly crouched at the starting line. <laughs> Engines pumping and thumping in time. The green light. This is really random. Go up <laughs> and burning. They yearn for the cup. They deftly maneuver and muscle for rank. Fuel burning fast on an empty tank. 
Reckless and wild, they pour through the turns. Their prowess is potent and secretly stern. Mr. Hunter's name being so. Go down, the fans get up and they get out of town. The arena is empty, except for one man still driving and striving as fast as he can. The sun has gone down and the moon has come. Up. Oh, okay, I've heard this. Somebody <laughs> left with the cup, but he's driving and striving and hugging the turns and thinking of someone for whom he still learns. He's going the distance. He's going for speed. She's all alone. Oh, no. The Monster Hunters are Derek Glasscock, Keith Gala, and Terry Vicroy. Keith is the host of the Pop-Up Filmcast, and that was great, wasn't it? Both shows can be found wherever you subscribe to podcasts. For more about Keith's shows, you can follow Pop-Up Filmcast on Twitter at Pop-Up Filmcast. And that was great, wasn't it, at How Great Was That? You can also follow Keith on Twitter at KG3030. Terry is one of the hosts of Run the Reel. It's a movie podcast that does deep dives on films with a theme. You can follow Run the Reel on Twitter at Run the Reel. You can also follow Terry on Twitter at Terry underscore Vicroy. If you would like more musings from me, you can follow on Twitter at Derek the number nine and the word nine. Follow Monster Hunters on Twitter at Monster Hunters and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more Monster Hunter fun. Monster Hunters is mixed and edited by me, Derek. All original music is composed and mixed by Terry Vicroy, and executive producers are me and Keith Gullin. The Monster Hunters is a Crispy Dodo production.